Welcome to Coffee Sessions with Latanya, where the conversations are always straight talk, real talk, yet backed by biblical principle. Well, today I'm rolling solo and the conversation around the table will be the start of a highly anticipated series, one that I can tell you my girlfriends and I have talked about for well over a year. Maintaining sexy at all times, a tagline that one of them coined and I borrowed and they'll be here next week so we can talk about it. As you know, many, if not all of the conversations here on the show are generally discussions where I talk about and deal with matters of the heart with an intent to get you healed, delivered and set free. That's freedom from self-sabotage, from people, from things and God knows whatever else we're bound with. And this series, I promise you, will be no different. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put myself out there on a limb by saying that this series is going to leave you like for real, for real at the end of it, feeling like, whoa. Now, many of you, when you read or when you heard today's title, you immediately prejudged the conversation and assumed it spoke to the obvious. And if you did, that's where you're wrong. This is that conversation that when you want to cut a bee or you've learned how your relationship with God is far more important than a fight with someone who's probably in a place that you once were. Or when you were hit with life's ups and downs and yeah, the life you're living today is nothing like the picture you painted and don't get me started on how they treated you or the infidelity yet you decide to remain unbothered. It's about that time when you've lost your mom or your dad and it shook you to the very core of your being. Yet you're you were the one who decided you were going to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and dust yourself off and try it again. That's maintaining sexy at all times. So if you haven't figured it out by now, maintaining sexy has little to do with the outer image, but much to do with the inner image. And if I could put it plainly, it's a matter of winning an internal battle in your mind. So let's chat. How do you get there? That place where you're unbothered and you could give a, well, you get my point, right? I told you it's going to be some straight talk, real talk, but then I'll back it with biblical principle, which means I'm going to take you there. I'm going to take you to the edge and let you look over it and then reel you back in with the word. So here's what I know that in order to win the battle over something, you must first understand what that something is capable of doing. So let's talk about the mind. The mind is said to be this thing that absorbs information and it transforms into knowledge and leads into action. And that action and speech, whatever you say, determines the quality of your life and the things that come out of the mind itself. So it's 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 a set of cognitive faculties that include consciousness, imagination, perception. It includes thinking and judgment. You name it. All of those things which are housed in the brain. But we're told as Christians, let this mind, all those things be in us as in Christ Jesus. So in order to get to this place where we're maintaining sexy at all times, we must first get to this place where we're allowing our minds to be the mind of Christ. And that'll never happen when you're allowing the enemy and all of his methods, all of his schemes and tactics um, to enter into and you're giving him this roadway into your life to tamper with your sexy through your thoughts. Okay, now that you know that the mind is built, what the mind is built for and what it's capable of doing, let me give you the churchy response. And yes, I'm churchy. 
And if you know, like I know, you should want to be too, because it is being churchy that helped me infiltrate the thoughts and the stratagems and the ideas of the enemy. And so once I give you that, then I'll probably follow it up with a not so churchy response. And, and, and for those people who want to hear it a little bit real, a little bit raw and possibly uncut. You see, for many I believe that one of the biggest battles we will ever face is the one we either don't know about or the one that we pretend to not know about. And that's the battle that you deal with, that you have to deal with on an everyday basis with the enemy. Who is, if I can tell you, on his job every day trying to prevent you from walking in the plans that God has for your life. This dude, if I tell you, is relentless in his pursuit to destroy you. Yet we either don't know that he's our problem or we choose to ignore it. And that, my dear, can destroy your sexy. He's in your thoughts every day. He's infiltrating you through deception and every type of negativity he can throw at you. And because you choose not to be churchy because they told you you were churchy and you know um, and you don't study your word. When you don't do that, you have killed your ability to combat his foolishness with the word. And in doing that, you're being annihilated in the spirit and in the natural. So when you know the word, you can quote stuff like John 8 and 44 and tell him that he's a liar and that every attempt to destroy your life won't last. When you know that you can um, you can tell you, you know that that's why adhering to certain scriptures about um, telling you to renew your mind and and not to conform to the things of the world are really key. Because when it comes to winning the battle over your mind, ensuring that you maintain your sexy and being unbothered by his tactics, you can only fight spiritual weapons. Get this, knowing that the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, by might, by, uh, but mighty in God. And that, uh, uh, listen to this, that they are so good that they allow us to pull down the strongholds and cast down the arguments and everything that presents itself and rises up against the word and the will of God that he has spoken for your life. But when you don't know that, you can't be unbothered because now again, he's infiltrated your thoughts and now you're thinking nasty nothings and you've created this stronghold. So what is a stronghold? You ask. It's an area where the enemy inserts himself. He puts himself in your business and he begins to take control. It's the it's one of the greatest spiritual warfares or battles that we'll ever engage in. And it comes through the mind. Listen, the Bible talks about strongholds in our mind. And these are the areas of our thinking that are, are dominated by the enemy. These are the areas where we are mostly deceived. These are the areas that mess with our sexy, your inner core. And the only way that you can do this is to bombard your mind. The only way he can do this is to bombard your mind with witty ideas and patterns and, and, and force you to be in doubt, to be in fear. And you're always come on. Which one of you listening are always suspicious of somebody else? And then remember those bitter roots we talked about in one of our last conversations. When these things become lodged in your hearts and in your minds, they produce fruits, otherwise known as strongholds. And now the enemy has control. Baby, when I tell you that joker is clever, 
do y'all remember um the cartoon character the road runner I don't know which one he played on, but I remember him all the time and he's running back and forth and the coyote used to be the one to chase him. And so about three years ago, I was reading this book and I found out that the coyote had a first and a middle name. Unbeknownst to me and probably many of you, his name, his full name was Wild E. Coyote. Wiley Coyote, which means that he was always coming up with wiles, which are tricks and schemes and tactics and all this stuff to, to try and and, and get the, the, the road runner into this place. Right. He was always coming up with a strategy or a plot so that he could eat the road runner up. But in the enemy's instance, the enemy is always trying to come up with these strategies, these wily ideas, these witty ideas, these clever ideas to get you in a trap to consume you and to destroy you. Some of you for years have been made to think by the enemy that nobody cares or love, love you. Somebody recently told me that I'll never get married because I was too strong willed. The devil is a lie. Or, or some of you have been told that you'll be like your mom or your daddy as if that's such a bad idea, especially if they were good. And many of you don't know that you have a choice to kick back the enemy's foolishness because it's all wrong. I remember those days when I wanted to get in where I fit in. And if truth be told, and if you tell the truth about it, it destroys your sexy. It destroyed my character and my ability to think straight because I was always trying to be. Be like them, act like them, look like them, dress like them, talk like them. But baby, I'm about to set you free today. You were never ever created to act look dress talk or be like anybody honey you were set apart and when you realized that you were cut from a different cloth because that's how my mama told me that you were cut from a different cloth that your sexy beams from the inside and shines bright on the outside so you maintain sexy with how you're feeding and with what you're feeding you so what in the world are you thinking no seriously not a rhetorical question but what are you thinking about when you learn to take inventory of your thoughts? Your thoughts will ultimately lead you to a life that's 365, 365 days of good. When you think about what you think about, your thoughts become thoughts of purpose. You having a bad day? Then what are you thinking about? Remember, we talked about that again in the Fruits of Bitter Roots. Your money funny? Then take inventory of how you're thinking about it. Are you allowing it to control you or are you controlling it? And get this, the enemy with his good old slick self, listen, he posts up while you're sleeping or early in the morning. That's why it's good if you are up at foolish hours like me, Lord, help me to pray at midnight and to command your day because the enemy starts working at midnight. They change, they, they change watches at midnight. Or if you can't stay up like me at mid until after midnight, first thing in the morning, command your day and tell your day what God has already set it out to do. If you start with this, you're setting yourself up for a major win. And I don't know um, who told you that talking to yourself was crazy because I do it all the time. Feeding my mind with what I know God said about me. It's when you're talking, it's when you're answering yourself that you're kind of suspect. So for the next time, so the next time you're thinking about the things that you're thinking about, the nasty nothings, 
Put the word of God on it and watch how it begins to line up. He told you that you weren't anything. That's the enemy. But you need to tell him that you're worth far more than rubies. My mom used to say when we were um always when we were sitting around the house playing a clean clean game of spades in our house and my sister would always be the cheater. My mom would say to her that she don't pack fair. I never knew what pack fair meant, okay? Um but until I got closer and closer to my destiny, I understood what packed fair meant as it related to the enemy. So what she was saying um, was that my sister didn't play fair when she played in the game. And to her point, the enemy don't either. So the only way that you can win with him is to beat him at his own game. And that's with the word of God. So listen to me. The more you learn about combat and his foolishness with the word, the more you learn to combat his foolishness with the word of God, the more freedom you'll start to see in every aspect of your life. You cannot allow the enemy to infiltrate your thoughts. You cannot allow the enemy to infiltrate your thinking, what you do, what you say, or who you will even become. Again, put the word on it and begin to recognize when he is starting to come into your thoughts and interrupt your sexy. Because being sexy, again, for the world, it starts on the outside. But if you're churchy like me, it starts on the inside. And you want to make sure that what you are feeling on the outside is a direct reflection of what you're putting inside. So your thoughts, your your mannerism, your disposition, all of those things start in the heart. Begin to maintain sexy in your heart and watch how it begins to maintain, uh, begins to show itself outside of the heart.